Three Coolahan strikes again. I feel helpless just waiting for this boy to die. What in the name of sweet Fanny Adams is going on here? He's been dead for half an hour. His heart just didn't know enough to stop beating. I didn't think Charles could get any lower. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. A gentleman... Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 11, Lifetime. It's the 184th episode overall, directed by Alan Alda, written by Alan Alda and Walter D. Deschel, MD. He is the medical advisor for MASH. Originally aired on November 26, 1979, and the production code is S609. Come on, hurry up. We can finish this ham before the chopper gets here. Hot Street Coolahan strikes again. <laughs> Four and deal fast. My money misses me. Kiss your cash goodbye, Corporal. May he who brings the flowing waters to the parched desert grant me a small pair of aces. May the mother of your camels spit in your yogurt. Dealer takes one. Here he comes. Ah, pass. What? The honeycut fat. He's coming closer. 50. Call. What do you got? Well, let's see. Four, five. Lay them down. Eight, ten, queen. Beat that. <laughs> Fours and seven. Uh-huh. Hold it, hold it. All bets are off. The chopper's landing. Okay, plot summary for this episode. When a soldier needs water, he could be paralysed without it. Now, another soldier is brain dead but still alive. It's a bit like politics. And they have to decide if they should remove his aorta to save the other. But they only have 20 minutes to decide. Actually, that's not right either. They they have 20 minutes to do it, not to decide. Bandage. You better get him into OR fast! He's not gonna make it to OR! I think he's got a lacerated aorta. I can't get in there. You got a knife? He's got a pocket knife. Let me have it. What are you doing? As soon as I get my hand in there, I'm gonna compress the aorta against the spinal column and try to stop the bleeding. But I think I got it. Chief! We cut off the blood to the spinal cord for more than 20 minutes. He stands a good chance of winding up paralyzed. What time is it? 14.32, sir. All right, let's go. And uh, so here are the guest stars. I've got the first one. Uh, Kevin Brophy plays Roberts. Now, he was born in Salt Lake City, Utah. He's known for his portrayal of the title character in Lucan. He appeared with his wife Amy in the 1994 film The Magic of the Golden Bear, Goldie 3. That sounds like mm. a winner. Yeah, it's, that sounds like an <laughs> awesome Oscar-winning film. 
<laughs> and then we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And J.J. Johnson plays a helicopter pilot, born James William Johnson on October the 24th, 1933 in Chicago. He's an American theatre and film actor and also a boxing historian and writer. Oh, very cool. And of course, we have Jeff Maxwell, who returns as Private Igor Sarinsky. And Joe Ann Thompson portrays Nurse Joe Ann. As a child, Joe Ann made an uncredited cameo appearance as a Lewis child in the classic 1953 Western film Shane, which co starred Alan Ladd, Gene Arthur, Van Halflin, and Jack Palance. Nice. Excuse me, Father. Do the tracheotomy, Colonel? Yeah, but it won't help. His head injury is much too severe. Pupils are fixed and dilated. Blood pressure's up, pulse is coming down. He's not going to make it. I'm afraid not. There's nothing else we can do here. You better finish up, Father. Right. What else you got? Just a superficial belly wound. Will you take him? I'd like to stay with this boy. What for? There's nothing you can do. Hawkeye's got a kid in OR who may be missing part of his aorta. You want to take a graph from him? Right. All right, I'll take the belly wound. How old do you think he is? About 18. Father, will you tell Hawkeye I may have an aorta for him in five or ten minutes? Right. Are you all right, PJ? Yeah. Helpless just waiting for this boy to die. It's not what I was trained for. I'll tell Hawkeye. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I initially gave this episode an eight and a half out of ten. And then I finished it and I was crying. And so I gave it a ten out of (laughs) ten. You were crying. I it moved (laughs) me to tears, yes. I'm sitting here because I would I watch these on my break at work. Right. To, you know, to catch up on them. And I'm sitting there with tears and people are walking by my desk like, uh, are you okay? Yeah, stress has got to Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I, I just had, I had enough. First of all, I thought it was an interesting interesting episode because it was shot in real time. Yeah. You know, they had the little clock down in the corner and, it, you know, even with the commercials, it would oh, jump a few minutes, you know, yeah, each There was time. only one commercial in it, isn't there? Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But it would jump because I was watching the time of each one. I really enjoyed the opening shot with the Jeep. Mm. I just thought it was so well done with the camera on the front of the Jeep pointing back at people. Oh, yeah. And you see them and you have, you know, Kelly and there's doctors running along or nurses running alongside the Jeep and and Hawkeye's giving orders out and they, you know, they peel off and go off to the do whatever they need to do. No, I just thought was that was really well done. It was nicely shot because normally, you know, with something like this, we see them unload them, put them onto a Jeep. And next thing you know, they're down at the base uh, unloading them. And so because of the real time type of thing, you know. They, they kept the moving shot, which I thought was really well done. We don't see death often at, you know, on MASH because they're a well-known for saving people. Mm. But uh, I, I love the fact that it still affects them. You yeah. know, you saw when that, when the one came in brain dead, they were all, you know, the three or I think there were three people who actually interacted were, you know, they were still, they were, you know, they, they were disappointed and upset and it still hurts them that they, you know, that they can't save everybody. Yeah, there's good conflict there. Really good, yeah. I loved Klinger's impersonation of Potter. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious on the phone. And I love the fact that he does it in front of Potter and Potter doesn't recognize it. And he plays it off as having a cold. 
Yeah. Um, that was funny. Yeah, this is what Robert saying goodbye to his 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 dying friend. That got me. Yeah. That was. I mean, I you know, and I understand both perspectives because you know, obviously they have to get they have to get the aorta out as quickly as possible. And that was again thanks to Father Mulcahy as well. That's yes. that was what was nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just so difficult to, you know, you want him, you don't want him to suffer and you want him, uh, it's hard because you need him to die, obviously, so he could take it. He's brain dead. So he really is already dead. It's just like, like BJ says, his heart doesn't know it. So it's still pumping. But it was hard. Can you imagine having, you know, and obviously these guys were like best friends because they had a, he had a picture of him in his shirt pocket. Yeah. So what, what was that yeah for? It didn't sound like it was a good yeah. No, no, no. That was a yeah. Was sort of like, <laughs> okay. kind of like the, the realization of oh, you, okay, don't, yeah. you don't really know how close they are up, up until that point when he asked for the photo yes. and it all kind of clicks together and that. Yes. Yeah. Because you obviously know that they must be close mm. for them to have a picture of each other. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, this is just because for me, you know, I am a gay man, if you guys don't know that. But it, to me, it was more like a relationship between the two of them. Yeah. And, you know, in the 1950s, like watching... in the 1950s, Kenny, what is this? First of all, we've got women apparently not wanting to do the washing up. And now we've got gay That's right. men. No gay soldiers in the, in the army. But I was looking at it as his partner dying. I thought you, know, you I thought you was going to say that's the reason why you was crying. I thought that's very stereotypical of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just because it was so moving. Because oh. that's what I saw it as. In my mind, these were two guys and they were partners and they were, you know, and one is dying in front of them. Even though he's not technically dead, he is and he doesn't understand it. And yeah, it, you know, and then he, he he's with him on his last breath. And I lost it. That was it. That was it for me when he's holding his hand. Yeah. And and, and also the, the fact that he wants to meet, meet the other soldier. When he wakes oh, yes. Up. Which is I think is great. Yeah. To kind of tell him about his friend who gave his aorta to him. Yeah. But yeah, that that part that just crushed me. I was I'm like, and that's when I gave it a 10. Because of that reason alone, that <laughs> just that one little scene—that's all it took yeah. for me to say this was a, a great episode. Now it was one of my favorite episodes. Okay, and that's all it took for you know that that little thing. But um, uh, I loved you know I loved when Mulcahy talks to Roberts, you know, and and uh, he explains to him about sacrifices, hmm. you know, because he does the, the Roberts just doesn't understand why they want him to die. You know, and then he, he says, you know, would your friend jump on a, a landmine to save his his brothers? You know, and, and he says, yes, he would in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even think about it. So I like how Father McKay brings it around and yeah. helps Roberts understand why they're doing what they're doing. And it kind of helps BJ because, you know, BJ felt bad. Oh, yeah. And then, absolutely. of course, you know, Klinger comes in and, and opens his big mouth. Oh, and, God. <laughs> and, but he felt horrible, which was great. Which it was great because he did, honestly, he didn't mean to do that. You know, he didn't realize. But I liked his reaction to that, you know, realizing he made a mistake and he apologized. And uh, just that, that whole scene was just, just so good. I just, I, I really enjoyed this, this, this episode. Mm. How about you? Uh, yeah, the same. Uh, unlike you, uh, being a uh, hard-nosed heterosexual man, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, ga- I gave it a 9 out of 10. Wow, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, again, exactly like you. I love the fact they're playing poker on the helipad, which is, you know, that, 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 that I can see coming in the desk, we're trying to play the cards quickly. And, and then Hawkeye says, no, nope, game void. <laughs> uh, and yeah, as soon as that clock comes up, it is, uh, it is just absolutely brilliant the way it's all counting down. And you do, you do 
do get involved in the kind of tension of what's going on and also the frustration from uh like you say with bj because he he's desperate to get the, the you know the auto out the piece of tissue out but he's also fully aware that you know he's waiting for someone to die almost willingly yeah. to die which is totally against yeah. uh, a doctor's thing and also especially bj as well um, I love the fact that that Hawkeye hides the uh, the clamps and stuff, and it's, Margaret says uh, they've had to be sterilised because they've been in your sock. For the- <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well. and I, I love, love the fact that they. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they brought that because that's the clamp they created back yes, in like yeah. previous seasons. Yeah, so that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing as well, actually, I, I do quite like the fact that with the blood spurts out as well from the patient. Oh, my because, God, yes. Yeah, that yeah. was like totally surprising and incredibly realistic of how they're getting on with, with doing it. Uh, one thing I will say on this as well is that, uh, again, uh, I know we do bang on about how uh, MASH is one of the four forerunners of kind of like looking after other people in the crew um we've talked about how you know they brought on new writers how they if Mm -hmm. anybody in the cast had an idea it wasn't turned down um but this is another classic example where alan alder uh writes with the actual medical advisor on this episode who gets joint writing credit on this uh again another example and this isn't where you it's not just an advisor this guy has to know what he's talking about and he does know what he's talking about yeah Uh, and i think that you know that really helps and again you know the nice little thing where he's wiggling his toes at the end and this is where they all get excited by it when they see it and yes i love that that three and a half minutes over and and what's nice about that if you are actually taking note of the clock then you as an audience as a viewer already know they've gone past that they know they've gone past that so we're going it's not and you it's not going to work it's not going to work i don't know how many people would have done that to answer i didn't um but if if you do go back and watch that course then if you're new to this episode uh dear listener if you've never seen it please do watch that clock and then you know and go with the the, uh the feel of it no i i I loved it It, it's one of my all-time favorite mash episodes this one is it's it's one that always i can always put on i i just love it yeah see i don't remember it honestly really (laughs) yeah I mean, when I because I you know I watched the series probably once or twice through completely, and okay. then I've seen. I'm, tons I'm on of about my fifth time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen tons of repeats here and there, but this one I don't remember. But it's definitely one of my top five favorite episodes of all time. Oh right, okay. Because it's just so well done. It's so well acted. The storylines are incredible. The the emotions. I just it was such a good episode. So good. Can you save him, Doc? No, I can't save him, Roberts. There's nothing we can do. But what are you doing to him? And what's he doing with that stuff? Roberts, your friend is dying. And it doesn't make any sense, but maybe there's some good that can come out of it. What do you mean? What good? Captain, Hawkeye says as soon as you get the graph, put it in this and rush it to the OR. Get lost, Linger. Okay, but Hawkeye wants to know as soon as he's dead. Will you shut up and get out of here? I hope I didn't say anything wrong. You bastard. You've just been waiting to use him. You don't care who he is or anything about him. He's just a piece of meat to you. Listen, Roberts. There's a boy in the OR who's going to die because part of the artery that comes out of his heart has been shot away. And what makes that guy more important than Harold Sherwood? you got to understand this. Most of your friend's brain is gone. He stopped being Harold Sherwood when that shell hit him in the head. He's been dead for half an hour. His heart just didn't know enough to stop beating. And the audience actually agree with my first number, which is 
No, you got you got you gave it a nine, didn't you? And then gave it a ten. I gave it no, I gave it eight point five and then a ten. Oh god, so you jumped up by one point five. Yeah. Mm. That, that's what tears betting scandal. Tears, betting tears scandal. do that. <laughs> <laughs> tears do that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad to see that the audience also enjoyed it because this is probably one of the higher rated episodes, and eight point five is pretty good for an IMDb rating. Yeah, it's very good for me to give it a nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really happy with that. That's really good. It won't continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't. I, for me either. His breathing is very irregular. He won't be with us much longer. Gwen, finish prepping. Robert's out in the hall. Wait a minute. Take me over there. I want to be with him when he dies. Robert's, please. Damn it. Just take me over there. I want to say goodbye to him. Wheel him over. In his pocket, there's a picture of me and him in Tokyo. I want it. There you are. Okay. Get me out of here. Let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one here. Okay, yeah, this is a rare episode that's portrayed in real time, as we've mentioned, with the elapsed time marked by an on-screen clock shown throughout most of the story. Yeah, it was cool. I like how they did that. Yeah. It was I funny. Like it was like an, anal- that's, that's it's an analog clock, yeah. you know, instead of a digital thing, because obviously digital wouldn't be. I don't well, know if they had those back in the, the 70s. Yeah, well, the millennials, uh, they won't be able to tell the time. <laughs> that's now, true. They won't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is the last episode with Gary Burkhoff in the credits, even though his official last one was episode five, Goodbye Radar Part Two. Uh, this is one of the rare times when there was no laugh track added to this episode. Yay! Yeah, so even if we don't, you know, because Meds and I both watch them without laugh track because you have that option on DVDs. I thank do, God. Yeah. yeah. But this was actually, they didn't put a laugh track in this episode at all. So um, that's cool. I like that they did that. Hawkeye tells Klinger to get his canvas bathtub, even though Potter ordered him to get rid of it in Season 7, Episode 6, None Like It Hot. <laughs> so obviously he, he either got another one or he, he went against Potter's orders. He would have gone against it, wouldn't he? That's right. <laughs> um, Major Winchester's blood type is revealed to be AB negative. However, in the episode Cave, Season 7, Episode 20, Klinger says that he and Winchester have the same blood type. And in It Happened One Night, Season 4, Episode 3, Klinger says he is B positive. All three statements cannot be true. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a minute detail, but it's still interesting yeah, it's, that... I do remember all those episodes. I remember all those things being said. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just story convenience to have Winchester's blood to be AB. All right, I have the fun fact. Mm. When Wayne Rogers, who played Chopper John, left MASH in 1975, he was sued for breach of contract. Problem was, he never signed one. (laughs) The show wanted him to sign a morality clause, which stated that he could be suspended or fired from the show at any time. He felt the clause was antiquated and didn't believe it was fair, insisting he deserved to have the same long-term privileges as the show producers, so he refused to sign it. For reasons that remain unclear, Rogers was permitted to continue his work on the show despite having never signed a contract, and as a result, the charges brought against him were ultimately thrown out of court. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I hate these people, Father. Don't be bitter, son. They're trying to save a man's life. God, he was such a good guy. He was so innocent. That's why we called him Harold. We tried calling him Harry a couple times, but it just didn't seem to fit. It's such a terrible waste, isn't it? He was the best guy in the outfit, Father. No matter how bad things got, you could always count on him. Isn't it enough he died? But they have to cut him up like that. Son, let me ask you something. Harold sounds like the kind of a man who gave of himself. Do you think he could have thrown himself on a grenade to save someone else? Yeah, sure he would. He wouldn't even think about it. Even if he didn't know the other person? Sure. Well, that's what he's doing now. Uh, I have the trivia time on this one. Now, last episode's question was, how many total episodes of MASH were filmed? And the answer is... 251. That doesn't account, of course, for the one that was filmed that's never been shown. No, they've all been filmed. They've no, been, yeah. so there was one that was filmed that's never been shown. Really? Yep. Oh, I've never heard that. No, I'm lying. I just wanted to see what the audience would think about that one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're horrible. I'm like, I, really? I'm a real MASH fan. I've never heard them filming an episode and not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just imagining everyone's ears going, what? What's it? <laughs> Apologies, everyone. Um, so oh. This episode's question is, when Dr. Friedman first appeared on MASH, what was his first name? Yes. And that one, I think we mentioned way back when, when we did that episode. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. How's it going, boys? The grab's almost in. I think we might make it. Good. Put him on the first table and get the screen in here. Hey, Doc. Is it going to work? I think so. When he wakes up, I want to talk to him. I want to tell him about Harold. It sounds like a good idea. Thanks, Roberts. We're going to put you to sleep now, son. Do a good job, Doc. You bet your boots. Okay, speed up the blood. I'm taking the clamps off. Margaret, get some lap sponges ready in case it leaks. They're ready. Here goes. Hack it! Hack it! Put pressure on it. Suction. This pressure's going down, Doctor. Pop the blood in faster. Put the clamp back on. I don't want to stop the circulation again. Can you sew it while it's bleeding? Give me the needle. Okay, take the sponges off. Take it all the way off. Easy. Suction, I can't see what I'm doing. Here, okay. There you go. Take one more. I think one more and I got it. Come on. Okay, okay, you got it. Okay. Nifty knitting. Suction, thank you. Still a few small leaks. Yeah, I don't think it's anything anything uh, serious. Uh, let's uh, let's pack it off for five or ten more minutes, and then uh, and then we'll fix it later. I want to keep that blood flowing to the kidneys and the spinal cord. Congratulations, partner. Pour in the antibiotics. Kelly, time. It's two fifty-five and twenty-five seconds. We're three and a half minutes over. Damn it! Maybe the hypothermia bought us some time. Yeah, on the other hand, maybe it didn't. Hawkway saved his life. Yeah, well, I guess that's something. It's more than something. It's everything. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up 
by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geeky fanboy. All right, cool. So one of my ultimate favorite episodes, you definitely rated it really high as well. Absolutely. So that's great. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Doctors, he's coming around. George, can you hear me? Hello, George. Uncover his feet. Got him. George, wiggle your toes. George. Harold, are you in there? Maybe he's just not awake enough yet. Hey, come on, wiggle your toes. Please. Come on, damn it, wiggle. Who's part George and part Harold? And part uh, Winchester. That's right. When he wakes up, he won't know whether to be brave, generous, or pompous. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved. And the plot summary for this episode, when a soldier needs an aorta or else he could be paralyzed. Um, That doesn't make sense. Let me do that one again. (laughs) Uh, He appeared with his wife Amy in the 1990 film... Uh, no, in the 1990s, I'll do that again. As a child, Joanne made an uncredited... <laughs> I'm going to cry. <sighs> uh, when... 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 when, mm. when oh, my God. I can't say when and Wayne at the when same Wayne. time. <laughs> when Wayne.